Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. I'm your host, Lorelai, where we talk all things metaphysics. Hey, everybody. So this episode is going to be very different. I'm not going to have crystals. I'm not going to have a quote of the week, but I do have a wonderful guest that I'm going to be interviewing. So we're just going to focus on that today. So if you would like to contact her, her name is Samantha Ochoa, and she is a healer and a spiritual medium. So if you're interested in the services that she provides, you can reach her at amethysthandsbysam at gmail.com. Tell her what you need and she'll work with you to make sure that you get all the healing and all of the help that you need to get to where you need to be. So for now, enjoy my very first interview with Samantha Ochoa. very first interview and I'm really excited to introduce Samantha Ochoa and I am I'm really excited because Samantha actually did a reading on me and a healing which was absolutely spectacular and I can't wait to talk about that more but I want to talk about Samantha's experience not only as an empath and experiencing that from the beginning for her because I feel like this podcast is very much about us in discovering our own power and discovering who we are as empaths and I kind of want to know when every person that I meet I want to know what it was it like for them in the beginning where what, what what did that look like because everybody has a very unique process so I want to start there if that's okay Samantha <laughs> Hi. Hi sorry I'm excited and nervous at the same time but no definitely more excited because you know, I believe that we're in a time right now where there are so many people awakening to this, um, you know, these subjects, you know, um, as a healer, that was just, that that was a, um, a big thing I had to do for myself, a lot of inner work, a lot of healing, mm-hmm. because I couldn't always point the finger at someone else, yep. you know. It's their fault. It's because of them. And I finally had to learn to point the finger at myself. And it was when I finally had the opportunity to do that and uh, see all the wounds that I had, more than anything, really work with my heart space. Mm. Learning how to have that compassion for yourself and forgiving yourself. Because we're really hard on ourselves because of the experiences that we've gone through. I don't like to say that they are... um, uh, mistakes, but rather just life lessons, yeah. right? But yes. you know, society and family really hold that stuff against you, and um, or you feel like they do. But there was a lot of unforgiveness that I still held in my heart, a lot of grudge, um, and a lot of anger. So it was until I was able to heal that space, my heart chakra, was when more of my gifts and abilities really started coming in. Growing up, I had a lot of, um, I knew I can heal with my hands. Hmm. Um, I always had a ghostly experience. Difficult for me because I didn't have the guidance as to what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and as I got older, I started to understand that this actually was a thing, and this this is these are abilities that a lot of people have, but just don't know how to tune into them. Yes, yeah, I totally see that. When did you start realizing that you had this, like this this gift, even though maybe it didn't like seem like that at the time? You know, you're like, oh, that seemed kind of significant, but maybe you passed it off. But when did you start realizing? that you had this this healing power if you will i mean i hate saying that word but it kind of is in a way right so i must have been about seven or eight years old when i had my very first experience and i'll always remember the conversation with myself the feeling as if it was yesterday i was sitting down in the living room back in the day when children less than 12 years old were allowed to stay by themselves at home and I remember I had been by myself for a few hours. My dad was working. My mom finally walks in the house. And as she walked in the house, probably about two minutes later, the phone rang. The moment the phone rings, she goes to pick up the phone. And I remember I looked up, because I was in the living room coloring. I remember I looked up and I said out loud to myself, that's the doctor to tell my mom my dad just had an accident at work. And I'm sitting there just looking at her and I'm seeing this totally, this horrid expression on her face because at that moment, the doctor, whoever on the other line was telling her that something had happened to my dad. So when she hangs up the phone, uh, I said, she's looking at me and I'm looking at her and I said, it's the doctor, huh? He, He, my dad had an accident at work and she got so mad at me because she thought that somebody had already called before and I didn't relay the message when she came in the house. And of course, I allowed myself to get reprimanded because I had no idea. I remember thinking like, how in the world did I just know that? And since since then or after that, it was the ghostly experiences that always happened to me. I never saw it as a curse or something bad. I just always wondered why. Are they throwing things at me? Why is this thing shaking my bed? Why is this thing pulling my sheets? And it got to the point to where <clears throat> where I, I started to develop insomnia. I did not want to fall asleep because I was afraid that the moment I fell asleep, something was going to happen. And I would explain these ghostly experiences to my mom. And I am, um, you know, Hispanic and Catholic background. Mm-hmm. And she would always say, it's this is happening to you because it's your sins. And I remember even at that age, I laugh about it because I'm like, gosh, you know, I remember thinking, uh, what sins do I have? Like I didn't clean my room. I didn't eat my tortillas last night for dinner. I hid them under the mat on the table. Like even at that age, I was wondering like, what sins do I have? Like, why would I be punished this way? So, you know, life goes on. You continue to have these experiences And then it gets to the point where, or it got to the point where, you know, people were family members, friends, whatever, were calling me a witch, weird. Um, I was always talking about ghostly experiences. Mm -hmm. And yes, we were always attracted to such subjects, such subjects because, you know, my, my birthday's on Halloween. I always thought it was like, you know, being called a witch was maybe a good thing, but then it was, it wasn't. Um, but we loved watching probably every single scary movie they had back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, Poltergeist, The Exorcism, um, Freddy Krueger. So we were fascinated with that stuff. But still, when the experiences were happen- happening to me, it was scary. Yeah. 
So and I was the only one that had these experiences. I mean, at that time I had two sisters, now I have three, but I was the only one encountering these experiences and therefore I was looked at as the weird one. Mm -hmm. And so that was really difficult um, growing up that way. Um, probably at the age of 13, I realized somehow that I had this ability to heal with my hands. It was intention, somehow just a guidance, this knowing. Um, my mom suffered from migraines and she would say, hey Sam, can you come and do your thing and help with my migraines? Sure. I you know, would set the intention, I would rub my hands, I had no idea how I knew to do that, I just knew. Um, and it would make her, you know, fall asleep and her migraines would go away. But, you know, where I thought it was probably a good thing, again, then I thought it was like not a good thing because it was like, yeah, thank you, you helped me with your magic hands, but yeah, you're still a witch and you're still weird. So it was really hard to fully embrace um, whether this was a gift, a great thing, or it was not a good thing and I was gonna be outcasted to a degree. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So um, I, I probably really didn't dive too much into the healing aspect at that time. You know, at that time I'm 13, you're trying to figure out who you are, boys, you know, dramas with mom, whatever. But, and growing up Catholic, where all of this is seen as things of the devil. I mean, that's the stuff I would literally hear from their mouths. Yep. And I remember one time having a mishap with somebody from the church because they were talking about prayer. And I said, well, if prayer is praying to the higher power, then why is meditation seen as a bad thing? Right. Yes. And, you know, well, the med meditation, they would say, opens up portals for you to be you know for uh, demonic beings to come through and you can get possessed and it just didn't make sense to me i said if you pray you're talking to the higher power in god mm -hmm. but how are you supposed to receive answers when all you're doing is chatting away uh -huh. yeah. you know here i am at 14 15 having that discussion with these people I said, meditating is quieting the mind, really tuning into yourself and tuning into your heart. And that's when you receive the guidance and your answers. Yes. And by that point, I had gone in and out of esoteric and supernatural subjects my whole life. I mean, it's something that's attracted to, I've been attracted to for as long as I can remember collecting crystals, reading about magic, reading about Atlantis, reading about aliens, um, like, that kept going in and out of my life because I would get into it and then I would feel like it was demonic. So I went back to my Catholic roots. Mm -hmm. And but finally, by that age, when I had that discussion with these people at the church, um, I was like, that's it. I just, I can't, you know, like I, I believe in God and there's so much that I still resonate with. Now I feel like um, I'm Catholic by tradition. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, totally, completely Catholic. Um, but I had to pull away to follow what I felt resonated with me and my heart. Yes. So, you know, I'm going to be 40 and it probably wasn't until my early thirties after, you know, um, I had already widowed. I had, I got married again. I have now two beautiful children and, um, there was a lot of wounds, you know, this is uh, now at this point, this is when, um, I realized and I heard spirit tell me one day after 
kind of meditating that I had to point that finger to myself versus blaming someone else mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> for being a certain way. Mm-hmm. And when I started to do that inner work, like I was saying earlier, and really doing a lot of a lot of um, work in my heart space, I really started to tune in more to that mediumship abilities because my third eye was opening up more mm-hmm. all my chakras were more aligned were more balanced i was raising my vibration and so therefore this this energy was coming through mm-hmm. um i finally started um or i got initiated a reiki level one and two uh-huh. and i started working on a few people using the reiki um symbols and one day, for some reason, I was set, setting the intention. I never activated the Reiki symbols, mm. and the violet flame came through for me in wow. such a powerful way, where I was able to assist with the healing for the client at a time without doing Reiki, but rather following the guidance by using the violet flame and other energy that was coming through my hands. And I felt that the power and the energy coming through my hands was stronger. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think this is a form of up leveling. Um, um, After that, I never activated the Reiki codes again. I now do my healing sessions based on um, just guidance. Sometimes I feel like I have a plan of how how things are going to go. And Spirit will say, nope, this is how you're going to do it. And we go from there. And it's uh, very powerful. In regards to mediumship, it wasn't until my late 30s that I realized that there was a difference between having the ability of psychicness, which is the ability of knowing clairvoyance mm-hmm. and medium okay. because they're not the same. Yeah, let's talk about uh, that a little bit because that's that's like a big thing that I want to really understand. And I know that there's a lot of people because there's, as you very well know, is a huge stigma in all this light working and empathic growth that we do. And like to differentiate between mediumship and psychic is is kind of a big thing you know because they are very different and I feel like a lot of people kind of lump them all in one thing so can you yeah just expand on that a little bit just so that I I want to understand so that people who are coming into this know what what the difference is between those two right absolutely and there is a difference because um you know a lot of the time when and still, there is a lot of people that think that psychicness and mediumship is the same thing, um, but it's not. You know, mediumship is a communication between spirit, uh, those who have passed on to the other side, and humans. It's And mediumship also is like um, trans channeling mm-hmm. as well. There's those that draw and those that write as they're in that trance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then psychicness is the same thing as you know clairvoyant having the ability of seeing of knowing mm-hmm. um having the ability uh, to perceive events in the future or beyond normal sensory contact mm-hmm. um and not not every psychic has the ability to communicate with the spirit world so mm-hmm. not every psychic is medium however every medium is psychic uh-huh i see um I never realized that while I did have the ability to see those on the other side, that I was medium. I just always felt like it was the same thing as psychicness. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, oh, you, you are you a psychic? And still to this day, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a fan of using the word psychic. I think I think most people feel that way. To be honest, <laughs> there's, there's such a stigma associated it, with it. You know. Right. <laughs> 
Because you think psychic, it's like, you know, the neon lights outside of the, you know, the door and um, yeah. fortune tempers on the crystal ball. I mean, nothing wrong with that. I love all of that. But um, I, I believe that maybe the reason why I don't say I'm psychic, I do say intuitive and medium. Yes. Um, intuitive is the same as having the ability of knowing, yeah. uh, of picking up, you know, your, your clairs, you know, um, clairvoyance, which is seeing, clairaudience, which is hearing, clairsentience, feeling. Claire Augustine's tasting, Claire, um, what is the other one? The smelling um, ability and Claire Cognizance, which is knowing. I have a very, very, very strong sense of knowing. Mm. And that is the one thing that I struggled with growing up because I always just knew. But if you didn't have the hard, you know, third dimensional evidence, how are you going to prove that you knew, right? right? So with mediumship, when I finally when I finally figured out that I had the ability of mediumship, or at least that it had its own category, um, you know, thank goodness for Facebook and being able to meet those in the community who know more people. Um, I had met this amazing teacher, this amazing um, medium, and she had opened up a course to assist those with, um, you know, on on being able to develop your mediumship ability. Mm -hmm. For me, it was more on, I needed someone to tell me that for a fact, I was not crazy. Oh, I Because the the labels from family and friends Mm -hmm. of not believing you because you're crazy and you have that lack of self-esteem within you where you can't differentiate between, am I making this up? Am I really seeing this? And, um, you know, or or is this for real? Yes. Wow. And going through the exercises with her, um, going through her tuning into the same channel and bringing a loved one through is in me explaining, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm picking up. This is how their personality is. Mm -hmm. She's like, you, yes, that person you just picked up is my father. Or, you know, she would assist us that way. It was like, that feeling that you get of that knowing is a feeling I've always had for each and one of my experiences that it really helped me develop my confidence and understanding like this is truly a gift and this is mediumship and this is for real and no one can tell me I'm crazy because now I know solidly that this is a thing yes and that was a transformational for me because I stepped in more into my power mm-hmm. as a medium oh, that's amazing stepping into my power you know and really embracing those gifts and what i was seeing yeah i feel like there are a lot of people right now that have that issue they're they they're starting to in essence wake up to their own gifts and their own spiritual power and i feel like that is a very common phrase that comes out is I don't, am I crazy? Like, am am I just, is this a real thing? Like, is this really happening? (laughs) You know, because we've been so, you know, conditioned to see these things as, well, that's not real. And I feel like it's sort of, you know, because I feel like that that kind of relates a lot to like what you were saying with the religious dogma associated to it. Because I feel like religion is also spirituality, but the dogma associated with it is where the fear comes in and the, you know, where your mom said it's your sins. Remember, this is this is what is keeping you. This is this is why you need to not behave this way, because it's your sins that are doing it. And it's like. When you're a child, really, what kind of sins do you have? Because you're 
relatively pure, like you haven't really experienced real, you know, evil or badness or, you know what I mean, darkness in the world because you're just so new. And so, you know, I feel like that has been a conditioning for us. And I feel like right now and what we're going through and just God, this year in particular, I feel like this year has been one of tremendous change, not just in like our whole spiritual sense, but the physical changes that we, you know, our entire world has had to go through is absolutely mind boggling. So I feel like there's a lot of people that are in this space right now, like what you just said, like, am I, am I crazy? And is this a real thing? Is it, is it real? And I feel like people need to hear you that you are not crazy you you have something in there that wants to be heard and i think that it's beautiful that you mentioned that (laughs) no you you go please please tell me more (laughs) you know i um looking back i realized you know i i don't hold it against my mom what did she know Right. Exactly. What did she know? And two, it must have been scary for her. Yes. Because I have an 11 year old who is very, very intuitive and has even um, very prophetic in her dreams. And and when she was a toddler, she would have these um, these episodes or these. She just reminded me a lot of the experiences that I had as a child. And for a moment, it would freak me out. But then I was like, no way. I would claim the space. I would cast this energy out because there was energies that were really bothering her. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I don't, I don't hold it against my mom. They don't know. Oh, yeah. You know, just last week, I was talking to a cousin-in-law who is also very gifted. And she's barely starting to understand her gift and embracing her gift little by little. But, you know, talking about debunking myths, okay, so this is huge because if I was in a different mind frame, I would have laughed, but, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is so real. People still believe this. She had a grandfather who was passing away, Mm -hmm. and her another uncle who had passed away had come through Mm -hmm. and was telling her, look, you know, because that house is actually very negative, I mean, very haunted. There's a lot of evil spirits in the house. Oh. I could feel it, and then she was telling me more stories about it. Oh, but um, as her uncle, who had already passed away, you know, was coming through, he was telling her, look, I need you guys to all get together and you know, pray the rosary, whatever. Mm. Well, it happened to be that grandfather passes away that night or the next day, and her family is blaming her um, because of her gifts and because she said, my uncle came through and guided us to do this, blaming her for or opening up a portal and made grandpa pass away. Wow. So it's the, one of the so many examples of when you have this gift, they'll use you as the scapegoat. They'll blame you because they don't know how to understand what's going on. Maybe, you know, maybe family's angry or sad but they're blaming her because of her ability that she has because she contacted someone from the other side who actually came to her and they're saying it's your fault you're the one that opened up the channel to have these you know demons come through and then you know took grandpa away oh man Um, and um in regards to what you were saying though where a lot of people are wondering, you know, they're crazy. We are in a time right now where, you know, we're we're merging from the 3D to the 5D. And what's happening by the masses, okay, is that everybody's gifts and abilities are are tuning 
tuning up or, you know, are fine tuning. People um, have called me, have sent me messages. Sam, what is going on? I am seeing more loved ones who have passed on, you know, to the other side. Um, I have had in the last month, six children whose parents, you know, moms have called and said, I don't know what's going on with my daughter. You know, they're sensing energy, they're seeing things, they're seeing orbs, they're seeing energy. And I think it's wonderful, but I understand that fear. Yeah. And I'm glad that I'm able to be, you know, here to guide them the way I wish that I would have been guided yeah. um, to understand these experiences. And I understand not everybody's ready for that. Yeah. But you know, everybody has the ability of sixth sense. We all have gifts and abilities. Mm -hmm. And some others are just, it's more sharpened or more fine-tuned than others. But this is happening to everybody right now. Um, there's been quite a few who have said, Sam, I knew this was going to happen and it happened. A lot of that too. Everybody has their own beautiful um, gift yeah. you know, to offer. It's either you know, doing more inner work or it's just accepting it, allowing it to flow. Um, but it's happening to everybody. Yes, like you said, especially right now. Yeah. I mean, it's a massive flux and change. And people are starting to tune into, I mean, just their own energy bodies. You know what I mean? They're feeling what the conscious and unconscious collective is going through right now. I mean, it's, yes. it's, it's amazing how much that you don't realize isn't you just your own energy until you know you get home and you kind of ask yourself why am i why am i so upset or why am i so angry mm -hmm. or why is my, why am i so sad today and mm -hmm. it's 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 incredible the amount of of energy we take on as empaths and we don't even realize it and i feel like now more than ever that's becoming like it's just amplified and maybe, yes. maybe it's just this transition from, you know, we were in a very um, a masculine energetic and now we're kind of moving into the more feminine energetic mm -hmm. where instead of like, go, 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 like go to work, get this done, do the things, be strong, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, let's, let's get, get things handled or whatever. And now it's like, well, maybe let's take a step back. Absolutely. Let's slow down a little bit and let's examine what's happening here. And what are you feeling about this? And who are you? And what, like, fundamentally, what is going on? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I really just can't add more to that because you said it exactly the way that it is. You know, it's not being, um, you know, reactive and what what did you say and acting in that aggression it's like you say stepping back let's look at the bigger picture you know um absolutely absolutely i mean you just said it perfectly yay i'm glad i can tune in a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well let me let me ask you a couple of questions that i have so um so how how do spirits appear or come through to you? And is it always the same? And is it visual, auditory, all the above? What is it what is it like for you? Okay, so for me, and this is a question that does get asked often for those who are curious, but I have never seen actually third dimensionally. Meaning hmm. I haven't seen them where they're like in front of me, like I'm totally like in body form. I haven't. I see them very clearly, almost like a negative, like, you know, the, the negatives from back in the day. Yeah. Like that in my mind. 
Um, that's how I started seeing it. Then I started seeing them, or I still see them now, as a as a memory. Like like if I've met them before, and they're very very clearly imprinted in my mind. Wow. Once they show up, um, I pick up very easily on their personality, huh. who they were. Um, sometimes I start laughing. Sometimes I start crying because I can feel either a heaviness of something they experienced here. Mm. Um, their their personality really comes through. Sometimes they'll joke around. So it's almost like having a conversation with them telepathically. Yeah. And um, I, you know, relay that to the the client. Um, but that's how I, that's how I see them. That's how I've always seen them. Um, hearing them telepathically. I don't hear an outside voice. Yeah. The voices of my guides, um, it could be angels, the archangels, and loved ones who have passed on the other side. It's almost like an inner dialogue in the mind. Yeah. But I know it's not me. Yeah. I don't hear an extra voice outside of my ears, if yes. that makes any sense. No, I totally get it. Totally get it. Do you ever hear accents? Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. No one has ever asked me that question. I love yes! that question. Um, <laughs> so... I will never forget a session that I had with somebody and um, she, so we tune in to, to her, her mom mm-hmm. and she was so cute in this little dress and she had a Southern accent, oh right? And so I said, what, what I like to do when I tune in is I don't ask the client, like, how did they die or anything like that? I like to tune in into their energy and bringing in the loved one. Okay. That's one way I do it. We're bringing in the loved one who they're trying to connect with. And, um, I'll start to describe whoever is coming through. Okay. Sometimes there could be almost like an opportunity for another spirit to want to come through just to communicate. Yeah. And if they can't validate that person, I'll say, okay, thank you, but I have to push your energy back. And so we call in the loved one. So anyway, so her loved one comes through and um, then I validate, you know, how did they pass away? Give me some memories that you guys had when you were here to validate that this is a person I'm trying to connect with. So she had brought in, as soon as she we connected, she showed up with a sheet of cookies. Oh my God. <laughs> and I said to the client, I go, does she like to bake? Cause she's very proud. And I almost feel like I better take that cookie cause she's going to get upset if I don't take that cookie. Right. So she <laughs> yeah. goes, yes. Oh my gosh. She really loved to bake. So we're conversating and I asked her mom who had passed how, you know, you know, basically how did you pass away? And she goes, Oh honey, she goes, I ate so many cookies. So that gave me the impression that she passed away from diabetes because it was the, the sugar. The sugar, So I, yeah. I, I asked that, and she's like, yes, she passed away from sugar. And um, the mom started to make the motion that of, in her legs, letting me know that at some point her legs were amputated. Oh my and gosh. my client was able to identify that. But that was probably one of the um, sessions that really stayed imprinted in my mind because I can hear the Southern accent and I wanted to relay the message to my client in that accent. I couldn't even relay it as talking normal, just like this. It's like, I want to relay the accent because this is so cute. She is so funny, like just a jokester. It was was a very beautiful reading um, full of tears. I, I do cry a lot 
because I could feel the overload of love, mm. the overload of pain for, you know, from my client who's feeling that loss. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they could be just beautiful, very magical, you know, a lot of healing, but yes, I do hear accents. <laughs> that is and wild. sometimes you'll hear, you'll hear a word that, you know, maybe it's someone from Australia and they'll say a word and I'll be like, what in the world is that word? I, I'm going to relate it to the client because they're going to understand what you just said, but what is that word? Yeah. So there'll even be words sometimes that they'll say that you don't understand. And so sometimes you have to ask like, what does that mean? And, and they'll tell you what that is. Yeah. You know, that's a word that it means paper, but they said something else. They'll tell you, oh, this is what we're trying to say. So wow. they will also use the words that they used almost like a secret language in a way, or like it was like a, a, yeah. a password or, you know, a, <laughs> a code word. Yeah. That's it, a code word. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> I it love is. that because it really it's is. so much validation, right? When you're able yeah. to do that. Um, okay, so the next question is, are you able to call specific spirits forward or is it just whoever is most attached to the person that you're reading? Right, so um, both. Okay both and so when i do there's times when i have a client and i'm doing a healing session and they want to connect with the loved one mm -hmm. i'll ask them is there someone specific that you want to connect with mm -hmm. or just whoever comes through so they get to make that choice if whoever comes through again it's always a validation yeah. okay um this is the person that i'm seeing this is how tall they are this is their facial hair glasses color hair whatever and um until we can get to the person of who they're trying to connect with the majority of the time we make the connection clearly um but i i sometimes they want to make the connection with a specific person because they're needing the healing mm -hmm. due to that loss and so yeah, you're able to do, I'm able to do both. Oh, and nice. I believe the majority of mediums are able to do both. It's whoever comes through or let's make a specific contact with the person you need to, you know. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, if, I mean, if people don't realize they need to have this healing with this family member that's passed on or whatever, I mean, it, it would make sense that they would come through because I imagine on the other side, they're kind of getting the the tally or whatever of what happened in their life and maybe they this is like a contract that they need to come through and and say what needs to be said or you know have that process take place in order for them to ascend or and for for that person that's getting the reading done to ascend maybe i mean that's absolutely okay okay so the next question is is do you have any special rituals that you utilize to protect yourself or your own energy when you're doing reads for other people i love it i love all your questions because <laughs> yes it's all, all they're all the thing uh, i do i uh, i do i do um and the reason why you always want to protect yourself is yes because you know you have the wanderers yeah. right you have those that have not crossed those that are that are gifted and have this light they see that light for mm -hmm. example i work at a hospital and at the very beginning when I was working at the hospital, my energy was so drained all the time. It doesn't it didn't matter if I had enough uh, enough sleep. It didn't matter, you know, if I took my vitamins or I was eating healthy, I was drained. So, I finally figured out when I was walking down the halls, all the entities that have not crossed over that are walking down the halls were chasing me and I could feel them in my back. And it was like they're reaching over for my energy and they were draining, 
okay? So they're attracted to that light. They're seeing that light and they need that assistance. So not only do I protect myself every single day when I leave my house using the um, Archangel Michael's, Michael's blue uh, cloak, I cloak myself every single morning. Mm. Um, also because like you said it earlier, we're picking up on other people's energy. Yeah. We're working at a hospital where it's twofold. Um, but once I'm walking down the halls, what I do is that I'm walking and then I kind of turn around a little bit and I'll do a, a, a motion or the drawing of a doorway. And I'll say, go through that light. So when they're walking behind me, they go through that light versus draining me. And it doesn't happen anymore. So I don't get drained anymore at all. But when I'm making connection with a loved one, what I do is that I already prep myself energetically before they show up. You know, I, I obviously sage and cleanse my space, even if I do this through Zoom, because you can do this over the phone, Zoom, or in person. Um, I cleanse and energize the space. Um, I center myself. And then I call in a pink flame, a unconditional love, you know, pink color. Mm -hmm. And as I fill myself up with that, I bring it up to my heart space. And I connect that energy directly to the other person's heart. Mm -hmm. And once I, because that also is going to allow that connection with the love. At least that's how I do it. And that's easier for me. Once we do that, then I bring in that pink light and I put us both in a pink bubble of protection. Mm. And once we do that, and I'm, and I'm talking, and when I have the person in front of me, phone or, or in person, I walk, I'm saying this out loud. Okay, I'm connecting my energy to your heart space. Once I feel connected, okay, and now we're putting us in a bubble of protection. Once I feel like that's stable and good, then I go ahead and connect with their loved one or call in whoever, you know, wants to come through. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I love that. I, I love healing, hearing about other people's process and how they they help they do to protect themselves or even charge up their own energy bodies. Like that to me is so fascinating. And I, I like to kind of like pick and choose some of the things to kind of put in my own Absolutely. practice and kind of hone my own thing. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I love, I love it. it. Um, okay. So. Do you have to get into a meditative state to read people or do you just always, are you just always in tune and do you see, hear, feel spirits around all the time or can you block some out? Okay. So with reading somebody, like when I do my, my healing sessions, I do allow myself 30 to 40 minutes to prepare for that session Mm. Um, because how I do my energy healings or my sessions with people I like to, you know, enter their energetic space while respecting their sovereignty, allowing their, their team of light to show me, you know, what's going on, mm-hmm. just because that's the modality that I use to um, have my sessions. I never know beforehand what is going on with the person. Mm-hmm. I just, I never know. They're always like, I need a shifting, I need some healing, and so we tune in. Um, I do sit quietly i sage myself obviously Mm -hmm. um i center myself i ground myself and i create sacred space by calling in six archangels Mm -hmm. calling in uriel of the north raphael of the west michael of the south gabriel of the east metatron above sandalphon down below so i create a sacred space Mm -hmm. um a little bit of shamanic practice i guess um once i do that then i call the um, other person's higher self highest self the guides ascended masters 
all right, guys, as her team, show me what's going on. I love to write everything down, but I'm also uh, picking up by seeing in my mind, feeling um, emotion, what's going on with them, you know, um, whether if it was a loss of someone or something or a relationship or they're not connecting with their spouse or work or maybe they're just feeling, you know, earlier today I had a session with somebody and they were feeling like joy and motivation had been totally sucked out of them. And that's because I'm able to tune in into their energy and just pick that up on a knowing level, intuit, intuitive level. Um, I do smell um, sometimes I could smell the cigar or if they were alcoholics, it'll be this crazy smell of alcohol. Um, the feeling is there, the, the, the feeling is there completely. So I like to write all of these things down, what I'm picking up, what spirit is saying, um, so that when they show up for their session, I share all of that before they even tell me what's going on. That's just how I like to do my sessions. Um, I don't have anything against those that do it the opposite by knowing beforehand what's going on. I just don't like that. Me personally, if you were to tell me like, yeah, Sam, this is what's going on. I don't like to say, oh, I was already picking up on that. Oh, you know, you know, yes. you have that session together, right? Yeah. So that's just not how I like to do things. I like to be able to have all that information based on my knowing, my gift, my intuition and from spirit and your guides and, and angels because they will show up too. And even ascended masters. Um, to have them as your team that's helping you out in this lifetime, um, bring in the guidance for you. So, you know, that's just how we do things. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Okay, so next question is, how does doing reads over, I, th I like this one, because this is, I, I'm really interested in this one too. So how does doing reads over technological platforms differ from in person and how does that even work? Oh my gosh, it does not matter at all. Awesome, I love that. During, during this time of COVID, um, I wasn't worried too much on my business slowing down because I've done sessions with people in Hawaii, in um, Utah, Australia, you know, just different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. um, and the magic, the energy healing, connecting with loved ones, is just as strong as it is in person so anybody who had doubts that were even local that did not want to come or i was not seeing people in person due to you know covid restrictions um i would say you know if you want to reach out to other people who have had this experience and have seen and felt the shifts um, and felt the energy work at that moment you know please feel free to call and you know they all they they never went that route of having to confirm whether it worked or not they gave me the opportunity and they could feel the energy working at that moment um, so there is no difference it works just the same even if you know you needed some healing or some energy shifting um, even if you were sleeping and you were at your house I can do it from here as long as I have permission to enter your energetic space mm -hmm. um, it's going to work even with you being asleep, even with you being at your house, there's no difference at all. That's so impressive and amazing and, and kind of reassuring, you know, actually very reassuring, you know, especially since, you know, we're in this time and it's a lot of uncertainty, but knowing that you can still practice and still heal and still reach out energetically and help people heal and help people connect 
is mm-hmm. so reassuring and so powerful. So that's, I'm so glad that we had, we, yeah. we talked about that. <laughs> um, okay, so I have a few more questions. Um, how do you hone your medium skills? And is that something that, that has to work at, that you have to work at, or does it just come naturally? It seems like it comes naturally to you anyway, but is there things that you feel like you have to, to work on to kind of keep up up to snuff and do you use certain things like diet or lifestyle choices to enhance or dampen the ability so you cut out at the very beginning of your question oh, oh I'm so sorry. you can repeat yourself no that's okay it's an imperfect system sorry no that's okay um how do you hone your medium skills so i as i understand it, it you do have like this is an inherent thing that you have that you've you know, had since you were a child, but is there a few things that, that you have to hone in with this practice? And do you utilize diet or lifestyle choices to enhance or dampen your ability? You know, absolutely. So I realized a few years ago that if I was not in a, in a space emotionally, mm-hmm. um, where I felt balanced and, and aligned, I could not tune in on a mediumship level. Mm. Now, energetically, if I am not in that space in alignment, if I'm tired, if I'm exhausted, or or if I just happen to be going through a funk, because energetically that's what's going on right now, right? There's yeah. a lot of people going through so much uh, emotional emotional purging. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not touch another person energetically, mm. and um, you know that's I think what that is more um, practicing out of integrity. Yeah. It would not be okay for me to manipulate and enter your energetic field if I myself am I'm not aligned mm-hmm. um, in peace and balanced. Um, so yes, that is definitely a thing. If I feel like I am down, I'm having some type of emotional struggle. Um, it's been a while, but you know it does happen. I will not schedule any sessions until I feel like you know um, I'm together. Yeah. In regards to food, um, I used to love, and it's so funny because this morning I was having a mental interview with you, and I knew this. I was either hoping or I knew you were going to ask that question because I was already <laughs> answering it this morning in the mirror. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> so brushing my teeth. <laughs> so um, I used to love drinking all the food drinks. Okay, Ooh. I loved to drink, meaning yeah. that if we went out to the restaurant, for sure I was going to have like three Mai Tais or mm. Sex on the Beach because I like the tropical drinks. Mm-hmm. I love them. Um, I cannot drink anymore. Yeah. I will not drink anymore. The more you start to raise your vibration, the more that um, you know, you're know you up-leveling or you're balancing, you will notice that there's foods that are no longer resonating with you. Mm-hmm. You have people who are switching to either vegan diets mm-hmm. or really clearing out their the food that they're intaking because it's just not sitting there with them and if that's happening with anybody listening to this just know that it's because you're having to raise your vibration or you are up leveling and this food is no longer sitting with you Mm. alcohol i remember um over it's gonna i think this this summer it's already been two years where i had you know my drinks uh we were at a baseball game whatever we're having some drinks and i felt horrible mm-hmm. and I knew 
because I knew this happens, that alcohol after a while will just not sit well with me. Mm -hmm. And it didn't, but I was still in denial. I'm like, nope, there's no way. It's probably because it's hot and I haven't had enough water. Uh, probably a week later, I was invited to a party and um, I had some like fruity drinks, um, alcoholic drinks, and I felt so crummy. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, if, if this is what it is, then this is what it is. And it, I don't even crave it. Uh, the way that I used to, yeah. I will not even have it. Mm -hmm. um, it will throw me off completely, so I won't even go there. Food-wise, I've cleared out a lot of processed foods. I mean, when you travel for you know with your children because of baseball or volleyball, like our case, we were busy every weekend, every Saturday and Sunday. You know, it's always easier, and you know you're going to get home late to get food out all the time. Um, it became after a while where nope, you were going to either make dinner ahead of time so we had something healthier to eat mm -hmm. because that other food was just not sitting with me anymore um it was either breaking out in rashes or just the stomach issues and um it does you know I, if i don't feel balanced i can't work with anybody wow yeah that's so interesting that you say that i feel like that's something similar that i've been going through and um i actually just talked about this on a previous podcast that i recorded <laughs> was my, my bonus episode. <laughs> um, and I talk about how, you know, when you spiritually wake up, you, you slowly start to integrate newer things and changes start to occur. And for some people, like that type of a change needs to happen. And I feel like that's kind of just a natural progression of things. Now, I guess it, it doesn't really have to be for everybody that you stop eating meat or dairy or whatever, because I right. feel like those things, I mean, obviously you want to make sure that you are really careful about like where you're buying some of those things. Cause I feel like some manufacturers like have no care in the types of meat and, and dairy and the things that are more grounding, you know? Absolutely. Um, and, and so like, if you, you know, if you go to like a sustainably sourced place where they have like the, you know, they, they, slaughter the animals and and retrieve their dairy in a more like you know humane way and everything and and everything is relatively clean and you know they they've always got to eat outside and be outside and be in the sunshine like a normal animal should be and you know then i feel like that's very different now granted it's a little more expensive but that's i mean if you're thinking about this from a perspective of feeding your body and giving your body what it needs in order to, like you said, like vibrate higher, you know, especially when you do need some of that grounding. Like I feel like some people like me are constantly like up here. Like I'm always like heart and above. Like I feel like I'm mm -hmm. always, ever since I was a kid, I was floating up in the air, like not paying attention because I feel like all of these chakras were engaged, but none of my grounding was engaged at all. So I feel like, you know, it's okay for me to have some meat and dairy at times, but I feel very much drawn to taking in sunlight energy from vegetables and from fruit and drinking more water and the things that always vibrate at a higher rate, but and times like maybe once a week have, I'm going to have like, I'm going to have some chicken or I'm going to have some beef or whatever, but it's like, you know keeping it rationed and for some people who are very well grounded i kind of feel like they probably would be fine without eating any meat they probably just need to focus on like you said like a vegan type diet because and and have those physical manifestations like you were talking about 
you know, where they break right. out in rashes and have stomach ulcers. And like, you know, I was listening to one podcast where this woman would get physically like ill and she used to always have the things that she ate beforehand, but then she had the spiritual awakening and things just changed. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, how in the world? And this is where the whole, like, am I crazy thing? We come back to that, right? <laughs> like, what, right. Is, Absolutely. what is happening? <laughs> you know, Why is this happening right now? Yeah. But that is, I feel like a really good indicator too. Like, yeah, there really is something changing and it's, it's good. Don't forget that this is a good thing. You want to vibrate higher. You want to have the grounding, but you want to keep connection happening, right? Um, and our bodies are, you know, are always constantly talking to us, but yeah. we just ignore it. Oh my God, so much. <laughs> you know, and not only, you know, do the food, right? Like, hello, this is not resonating with me, but also um, when you're, when I'm meditating, I will feel like certain nudges in my body. Maybe something starts twitching or something starts hurting or I feel a little poke here. I always talk to that. I always talk to the body part. Like, what is it that you're trying to show me? Your body is that biggest, like, intuitive indicator that's always talking to you. And it's just learning how to be still yeah. and tuning in. You will always get your answers. Oh, I love that. You know, I, I kind of want to segue a little bit. Only because I just started listening to this concept. And, like, I feel like that is such, like, a complicated paradigm with people right now. And that I'm coming into realizing is, like the amount of scrutiny that we put on our bodies as a whole and i mean just this pressure from i mean we could say society but i feel like this is like like you were saying taking ownership of your own thought processes and what you're telling yourself and it's like you can blame social media you can blame you know the movie stars that you know we see as these glamorous beautiful icons but this concept of our bodies needing to be a certain way and look a certain way and act a certain way. And with this spiritual awakening, I mean, I kind of feel like the acceptance needs to be there and not just the fact that, hey, you know, you can be healthy and you can still have like some curves or you can still have a little bit of a gut you don't have to be like this adonis figure for men you know who have this same amount of pressure but just in the masculine realm like you know you have to have big arms and you have to have like perfect pecs and biceps and for women it's like you have to have this perky butt and this like tiny waist and i kind of feel like with waking up spiritually i feel like that has been one of the most beautiful things for me is looking at myself and being like hey Laura you don't you don't have to look like that you know you can you're you're okay just as you are you know you are you're okay just like that you know and and realizing that this soul and this spirit that occupies this body is just as beautiful and that it 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 should match in a way you know and I kind of feel like that is really something that people kind of need right now you know that's one of the things that comes up you know a lot during the sessions is compassion yeah Kuan Yin Yin shows up so much during the sessions (laughs) and you know Kuan Yin is all about compassion and compassion is not always having compassion for thy neighbor it's compassion for yourself yeah um, a lot in the majority of the time too what comes through you know um, 
you know, from spirit is being careful, being conscientious, being aware of how it is that you speak about yourself. Yeah. You know, um, and it's not only speaking about yourself on a physical level, but speaking about yourself on, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to be able to do that. Um, I'm not cool enough, beautiful enough, whatever it is, you know, um, compassion, you know, for the self. And I always remind people and, you know, I'm sure that you know this and, you know, we're, we're not humans with a spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Yes. This outside, this outside shell, this outside skin is our clothing to use here on Earth to have this experience, this mm-hmm. human experience. Yeah. But you know, let's let's remove that clothing. Let's remove that skin. What are you left with? Mm-hmm. You're left with divinity. Mm-hmm. You are left with magic. You're Christ consciousness. You are that energy. Mm-hmm. You are the all. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, the law of one. We are all connected, you know. When, you know, when people ask, you know, is my loved one okay? And I always smile. It's like, yeah, they are totally okay. Mm-hmm. Because their skin has fallen, their clothing has fallen, and they are back to Christ consciousness, back to that magic and that divinity that makes you and that makes me. Yeah. That is who you are. You are a light being. Yeah. That is who you are. Your skin is just your skin, your clothing to use while you have this experience on earth. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that times are changing because look, you have models who have it a logo. I myself just recently got diagnosed and it's spreading really fast. Um, it doesn't bother me because it's just the skin. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't um, define who I am on a soul level. Yeah. It doesn't take my magic away. You have girls who are a little bit on the heavier side, beautiful models. We would have, we would have never seen that back in the day. Yeah. You know, things are changing, and I love that. Me too. But I do assist a lot of, you know, women, including men, because this is not just a woman thing. Agreed. Men also want to be accepted. Yes. Men don't talk about that, but men have their wounds, and they want to, you know, probably look good, too, and be cool, too, and be accepted in the society. And, and, you know, they have feelings, too. So this is for everybody. Yeah. Everybody, men included, are light beings. Yes. Um, they mm-hmm. are magic as well, yeah. you know. So it's just remembering, like they say, remember who you are. Yes. That's who you are at the end of the day, not the outside. The outside does not define you. Right. Take care of it. But, you know, Absolutely. there's a difference between taking care of it and putting this monumental amount of stress to make it morph into something that maybe it's not supposed to be, you know? And I mean, how beautiful is it to think that this Christ consciousness and this divinity is just housed just beneath this very thin surface, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, I think, I think it can be okay with accepting the skin I'm in, even if, you know, there are some imperfections, you know? It's an imperfect world, and that's okay, you know. Right. Why do you want to look like Sally and like Jenny? We already got a Sally and a Jenny. We need yeah. a Laura. We need Matthew. We need you. You know, show up with your beautiful gifts and your talents. Let's do it. Let's work together and raise the vibration of the consciousness. Yes, Ooh, girl, I just love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so sorry, I had to. I had things. I just needed to talk about it. We just needed yeah, to get it I out. It. I love it. <laughs> Okay, so I think that we talked about this one. Um, how old were you when you first realized you had this ability and what made you decide that you wanted to pursue this ability? Um, you were talking about when you were, you said you were five when you got the, when your mom got the phone call? 
Right. So uh, yeah, so like I said, I was about seven. Seven. But I never, I never, as I as I was getting older and going through these horrid, ghostly experiences, that it didn't matter where we moved to, or where I lived, it always followed me. I never saw it as a gift. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Again, I didn't know I was psychic. I didn't know that I was a medium. I didn't know that there was such thing as the gift of just knowing or a healer. I just felt like. I'm just plagued with this, and it wasn't even curse either. I'm just plagued with this whatever that's going to follow me forever, and it's always going to be ghostly experiences. Mm. But as you find people to help you with what's going on, they assist you with being able to define what's going on. Look, honey, you have the ability of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, of mediumship. This that's a thing. You know, only those can talk to those that have crossed on the other side, and you're having these ghostly experiences because they see that light and they're probably asking you for help, and they're needing the assistance to maybe cross over. Yeah. You know, um, so it wasn't until way into my adulthood, you know, again, probably like like I said, maybe in my early thirties, late twenties, that I realized that. Um, you know, this is called a healer and this is called being a medium. So it wasn't until I was much older. Mm. My whole childhood and my whole teenagehood, I just really struggled with those gifts um, and just not knowing what they were and not knowing what was my imagination and what was real. Yeah. And I never did any drugs, any like street drugs because I was always afraid. I was always afraid that if I am already having these experiences and it's probably because I'm crazy and my my, men, my mental status is not there, drugs is going to make it worse. So I'm not even going to go there. So I can't tell you what drugs feel like. I have never tried any. I was always scared that I was going to throw my mental. Because again, I was labeling myself crazy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just going to make it worse. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not going to toe that line because... Mm-hmm. Oh, this is gonna yeah. tip the boat. <laughs> yeah. I feel you on that. Um, and then, do let me see. How does do you use your spirit guide to moderate who comes through in a read? I love the question. <laughs> yes, there has been some people that have been you know referred to me by other clients or friends. And sometimes they want to know, which I, I do encourage this also, at least to have give me the opportunity to explain to them what it is that I do. Mm. And the reason why I, I, I started doing that just recently to at least let me just do a 15 minute free conversation to explain to you, know, to you what I do, because um, they were I had a few people who would schedule the session. Mm-hmm. And after we have confirmed a day before and everything, the day of, they would call and say, I have to cancel because I'm totally scared and my husband doesn't know what I'm going for and they said it's a bad thing and I don't want to do it. Mm. So, you know, there goes, I usually get booked a month out. Mm. And so it's like, and I I do have a cancellation list for people that want to be seen sooner versus waiting a month. So I was like, you know, not upset with her but I was upset on myself for not setting like those boundaries, I guess. Like, well, maybe I, maybe, maybe I should just talk to them so they understand what it is that I do. Yeah. And maybe at that time, be able to clarify any questions that they may have. So that's one thing. 
But when I do have these conversations now with people to explain what I do, I really, um, I don't open myself fully to their energy, but I could feel the energy and I know it's not a right fit. Mm -hmm. Somehow you could just feel that it's just not going to be good for my energy, even if I protected myself. Mm -hmm. And so I'll say, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm the right person to assist you with what you're looking for, but I will refer you to... You know, thankfully, I do have a circle of friends who do similar work. Mm -hmm. um, I'll refer them to them if I feel like they might be a benefit. So I can feel their energy. And it's only a handful of people that I feel like I, it's just not going to jive or their energy. I don't even know how to explain it. I don't even want to say that it's bad energy. It's just, it, it, you just know it's something that's just not right. So if I'm not feeling like it's, it's connecting, I'll just refer them to someone else. Yeah, it's your intuition that's telling you. It's probably not. Absolutely. Really, eh. yeah. So and do you ever have a point where you feel like your spirit guide is like, and we're shutting this one down or like, you know what I mean? Like, is it ever something like that? Or is it just something that's within you that you feel? It's more within me. Okay. I really, I, I, I'm going to say no to guy, my guys or spirits saying, yeah, no, don't do that one. Oh. <laughs> don't go forward. It's more me. It's more me just knowing. My, my, my ability of knowing is so strong. It really gets on my husband's nerves. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he knows now that if I'm like, no, it's that knowing that he'll just like, not say nothing anymore versus seeing you you know see me as a, the wife who's just making up stuff and it's her insecurity telling her and, and it, it doesn't even become a fight anymore he just goes okay it's it's that knowing okay it's a good man um, <laughs> yeah yeah definitely shifted a lot together with me since i've started on this journey so it's, it's been good that's really good because i feel like sometimes when you start this process and maybe your partner isn't like quite there mm -hmm. yet that can be really that can be really challenging for the other person because they see that you're you're doing something but it's hard because they're they have to just see it and be like i accept you just regardless of this change you know i see and this is what my husband does and it's great he's he sees that i'm happy and he sees that i'm doing something that makes me feel really good and that it's bringing me a lot of joy and it's it's working for me and he's like I want you to make sure that you keep doing that because I see that it's making you happy and I think that's what kind of defines like a pretty pretty great partner is they're willing to see that you're happy and that you're you're doing something that's really bringing you joy and peace it's like yep you just keep doing that I don't care what it is it's like it's right. nice to have that and not have any judgment towards it you know what I mean like I know that he doesn't really look at a lot of the spiritual stuff and think yeah I want to jump on board that he's like no I'm, I'm good like, he's, right he's very respectful so I, think that, I think that you definitely opened the door for a totally different podcast but um <laughs> you know, especially with something that's really going on right now in the world which is operating from your heart space yes what does that mean it's doing that thing that brings you true joy yes and we can go another hour just talking about this so I i'm know. just gonna stop right there for a second yeah. because you know seriously um it's very important and when i first started all of this you know my husband always knew i, I, I was different and <laughs> you know again having a halloween birthday you know he just knew oh yeah you're so witchy okay i accept it whatever he's a witchy but woman but it's like really starting 
when I really started to dive in more and now you know it was so beautiful to see my both of my children our children and him create this space in my home because I do my healings out of my home there's a special healing room that I have that I, I, I love it's my sanctuary but when they were putting it together and furnishing it and putting all the stuff around, they, they did it together because this is mommy's space to help the people that need her help. And I've been working at the hospital since, since 2005 in the medical field. And he one day said, why don't you leave the hospital setting? Why don't you just stay home and dedicate yourself to this? Which is funny because I had already been thinking about it. Like, I know this is my purpose. I know this is my mission. And, um, he on his own said, why don't you leave? He goes, I see how happy you are when, you, when you're when you done with the, with the client. Why don't you just leave and leave the hospital? And I know that, I want that, right? But it's that third dimensional fear, mm-hmm. right? Of, oh my God, what if I can't make it? I know we can, I know we can. And I'm sure in the next few months, I know that I'll be putting in my two week notice because um, there's, this is my calling. This is what I need to do. And when I finally, and this is for everybody, I, I was trying not to go there, but now I have to go there. <laughs> I do it. If you follow your heart, you will be in alignment and the universe will take you and catapult you forward towards your purpose and mission mm-hmm. because you are operating from your heart space. Mm-hmm. You're, this COVID now i'm not going to ignore what COVID has done on the negative side right mm-hmm. you know people losing their jobs or changing family dynamic and those who have passed away i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pay my attention about COVID in a positive way because this has caused and, and since last year i was seeing this with sessions and clients the universe was trying to pull you out of that career you were in because we all know that career was not bringing you any joy and happiness mm. wow. it was making it uncomfortable for you it was making it uncomfortable for me yeah. so the universe is going to try and clear the path The universe is not going to go against you and make the world chaotic for you just because of the heck of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a loved one who was like, well, I don't know. I believe like the universe is just against me. Like you have no idea. It's clearing the path for you Mm -hmm. so that you can move forward on that path where you need to be going. It's what, what is, and you know, and, and everybody, you know, think about this. What is the one thing that you always truly wanted to do since you were a child? Yes. Maybe you wanted to be a superstar. Maybe you wanted to be a singer. Maybe you wanted to be a poet, an artist. Maybe you wanted to be a veterinarian, but no, now you're stuck being a doctor or a lawyer or you're working somewhere else that's truly not bringing you joy and you are not operating from your heart space, but only operating from that that you know. Mm-hmm. And so I had a lot of people in December, November, December, January, and they're like, Sam, I've been working for the city and I've been there for all these years. I'm just not happening anymore, but what am I gonna do? I'm 50, I'm 60. I'm like, well, what is the one thing you've always wanted to do? Well, I've always wanted to do photography. There you go. Mm-hmm. Just because you think that you're not gonna be able to survive financially, it doesn't mean that you are going to fail. Listen, you are not going to fail because you are operating from your heart. What brings you joy? What brings you happiness? 
like your husband sees in me when you do your podcast, like my husband sees in me when I'm doing these sessions. I am operating from my heart space and the heart will align you. I say it again, the universe will grab you and catapult you forward and all the blessings will start coming in like I don't even know what to say. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I feel like you're speaking right to a whole heck of a lot of people, including me. (laughs) You know? And and so this COVID, I mean, you have people who have not gone back to work, have lost their jobs, are working from home, but now they're starting their own little business doing, I don't even know, right? Woodwork or... Girl, I'm over here doing soaps with my daughter. She's got me over here soap making. I'm like, what in the world? Soap making? She's only, you know, she's 11 years old, opening to a whole new world. But, you know, this is this. She's only 11. She she needs a distraction. It's making her happy. But so many people out there are opening up their own small little business because this is the one thing they've always wanted to do. Or they're so, you know, they just love it. And it brings them joy. The money, the financial abundance, and the blessings will, will come always when you are operating from your heart space. And COVID, I believe it's just a great thing because it's forcing people work and step into that one thing you have always wanted to do. Wow. That is incredible. What a, what a wonderful way to look at it, too, because I feel like there's a lot of negativity that's very easily absorbed with this whole pandemic. But what a beautiful way to transcend this, this, you know, the awfulness of it into look at where it's taking you though. You know, I remember hearing somebody say, if you keep refusing what the universe is telling you, you need to do to change for the betterment of yourself, it's going to force you into it at some point. At some point, Absolutely. you're going to be, like you said, it, you are you are supposed to do this one thing. At some point, there will be a like a point of no return, a fork in the road, and you're going to get shoved into the area that you want to keep going or you just keep going down the other path. And I feel like COVID is a great way for people to be like, and we're moving into where we're supposed to be doing, <laughs> where we're supposed to be going. <laughs> I love Absolutely. that. So I think I just have one more question and then we're then we will be done with this freaking amazing interview by the way yeah i know i love it i love every single question i love it i have to give props to uh, heather spencer and for any whoever who gave me these questions because i asked them and they're like i've got so many and i'm just like great so you know i can't take all all that credit i i I mean there have been such amazing questions so i'm certainly not going to take credit for that so these girls they know what they're doing they know what they're doing (laughs) okay so the last question are there ever times in a read where a spirit will come through with a message that your intuition or energy worker training tells you this person isn't ready to receive? And how do you handle that? Up until this point, no. Wow. Oh, wow. Up until this point, no. Every single, every single reading. So you said reading, right? Yes. Yeah. Reading. Every single reading, whether if it's a mediumship or if it's just a reading for them, everything has been beautiful. Everything that comes through is never like a negative thing. Like, for example, one time there was, because I do pull oracle cards during the sessions, Mm -hmm. and um, there was a card that had come up that, you know, talked about death. But the moment that I said, oh, it's the card of death, I knew what I was going to say. I knew what the message was. 
And she just freaked out. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. It is most definitely not the death of you or a loved one. It's not like that. You know, death is actually a very beautiful thing because obviously when something dies, that's an opportunity for something new to come up. Yes. And, and then with that and after the session, she did ask, is there ever a time when something bad comes through? And I said, never. Up until now and still even now, I have yet to receive a message or a guidance that is negative in nature, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. You know, I maybe it's because the way that I work, it's all about removing blocks, you know, um, removing those blocks so that you're able to show up unapologetically, you know, heal those wounds, that all the messages are beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's for their growth. It's for their expansion. Yes. Um, so never as of right now have I received a message that they're not ready for or, an, or a negative message, including when I do the mediumship readings, is there, there's never been something that comes through that they're not ready for. So far, they're always beautiful and magical and very empowering. Awesome. Even for myself, the messages that are brought through for the client, sometimes I would say that it's even a reminder for yourself. It's even advice that you can take on that you're like, wow, like, I love that, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, no. I love that. I love that. That's that's so great. And I, I totally agree. I feel like, because that's, that's my thing is tarot reading, right? I, I love doing tarot reads. And I feel like anytime I get somebody who's relatively new to tarot cards, the first, I feel like every single time, practically, it's always like, well, I'm scared. And I'm like, well, what are you afraid of? And they're like, I'm afraid that you're going to tell me like I'm going to die. And I'm like, that's not. <laughs> and that's where the whole stigma comes back to, right? Yeah. Like there's just always this like label that's placed on these this type of work that it's there's <laughs> some inherent evil. And I mean, there is like that whole like Madame Gypsy, you know, with the you know, with the, the crystal ball and the palm reading and stuff that's the neon lights and everything. And I feel like it's not, that's not really what this represents. You know, like you said, the death card is also a rebirth. It's an ending to one cycle and a beginning to another, you know, and the same thing with the devil card. You know what I mean? People get that and they're like, oh my God, am I going to be possessed? And I'm like, guys, whoa. <laughs> Right, right. You There's, know what? Let me, um, I hope this doesn't disconnect. Can you still hear me? I can still hear you. Okay. So actually today on I'm at this hands, I posted this because this beautiful message came through. And I think that, you know, about death and for anybody who's going through any experience at the moment um, where there is so much, so much, quote unquote, falling apart or falling away, whether if it's a relationship or their job. I think that this is a, a, a great message for the collective. Yes. Death is scary. Yes. Endings, whether they are planned or a surprise, are most often accompanied with a sense of anxiety, mm-hmm. unease, or more strongly with a denial and refusal to let go of the person, relationship, or situation that is ending. Mm-hmm. Endings always signify beginnings. Mm-hmm. So this image that I posted on, on Amethyst Hands, um, I said, the image I saw today below, I feel that it carries an urge to let go gracefully. Mm -hmm. Do not attach yourself to the emotions and the energy of what is ending. Feel it, appreciate it, and then let it go. A slight shift in perspective is sometimes all that is needed to experience this transition with grace and ease. Mm -hmm. 
instead of thinking, oh no, I have to start all over. Shift your perspective slightly and think, yay, I get to start all over. Mm. This shift will raise your energetic vibrations and carry you through this time of change. Oh, that is so beautiful, Samantha. Wow. What a great message to kind of close things out, right? Yeah. You know what you're doing, girl. You do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to let me talk to you and ask you all of these questions. And I know that there's a lot of people that are getting some such invaluable information right now from you. So I thank you so much for taking this time to come on to my little podcast and talk about no I love it thank you so much for this opportunity um when I got that call I was like oh my gosh I don't know we're gonna talk about but yeah let's do it so I'm so excited thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and be able to you know break away and um get rid of some of that myths and you know that old paradigm and beliefs that you know it's, it's not a thing I mean we are all very gifted and we're all helped to help each girl we are all here to help each other out and uh, like I said, you know, let's do this together so we can raise the consciousness of, of the collective and, and merge with the 5D. Yes. Love it. So if anybody listening wants to contact Samantha to have a reading or have a healing done, you're going to want to go to amethysthandsbysam at gmail.com. Amethyst Hands for Facebook or amethyst hands underscore or amethyst underscore hands for instagram that's correct right samantha awesome yeah perfect okay well thank you so much for coming on to my show and talking to me and i really look forward to doing this again sometime because this was a blast (laughs) absolutely i'm ready let's do it well thank you again laura and thank you for everybody for tuning in and listening and i I hope this was helpful for, for everybody well sure it was helpful for me i'll tell you that much I mean, if I'm the only one listening, I'll tell you, I'm getting a lot of it. (laughs) Yeah, good, good. I'm happy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Samantha. Have a really great day. You too. Blessings to all. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Rage on that beat going crazy. Okay, so that pretty much covers the interview with Samantha Ochoa, and I hope that you guys loved it. I know I got a ton of great information from it. So anyhow, that's it for this week, and I really hope to talk to you all again next week with something extraordinarily interesting. I'll probably find something cool. I usually do, (laughs) and then I share it with you all. So love and light to every single one of you, and I'll talk at you again soon.
If you find yourself interested in receiving an intuitive tarot reading, contact me at 3rdeyelorelei at gmail.com or you can message me on my Instagram at 3rd.eye.with.lorelei or on Facebook at Third Eye with Lorelei Podcast to set up a reading. I can do Zoom or we can meet in person as long as we are wearing those face masks and practicing social distancing just to be safe. As always, love and light to you all, and I look forward to reading you soon.